the Bad Time Movie Club podcast. I'm Hannah. I'm Anna. And I'm Lily. And we are doing a movie that I am personally extremely excited to finally discuss in full with you two. I'm personally extremely stressed about talking about it in full with you all. Woo! I'm confused. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We are doing 2017 Netflix original Bright. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Um, we are. Is Bright from like the renaissance of netflix originals because netflix originals isn't very (laughs) old as a concept what to you is the renaissance of netflix originals well i'm just i'm rewatching good morning call which is a a japanese oh my god i love good morning call yes you love oh my gosh we should watch good morning Call. (laughs) i would love to do that yeah, I rewatched like 10 episodes yesterday. Um, and that's a Netflix original. And I remember looking at that and thinking, mm, this is one of the first Netflix originals I've seen. I think it's from 2016. Oh. Um, this was, I'm glad you brought this up at the forefront because this movie was famous for being like one of the biggest Netflix originals ever. Oh, it was like okay. doing crazy fucking screen- streaming numbers. Um, and it was getting horrible, horrible reviews. But they were saying, like, 60 million households watched it in the first week of release. Wow. Which was crazy because it was, like, first of all, how is that possible? Second of all, it's getting nothing but bad reviews. Third of all, I've never heard somebody talk about watching this movie in the wild. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I have either. But I feel like you're probably, I don't know if you were about to say this, but, like, the novelty itself, I'm sure, is what garnered so many um, streams. And because, like, also, yeah. stream, streams don't necessarily connote you have finished the film, right? That's true. Right. That's true. That's true. Um, I remember where I was when I watched this movie for the first time. I was on vacation. Um, but also, I was looking yesterday at Rotten Tomatoes when I was trying to convince my mom to watch this movie with me, mm-hmm. which I did, by the way. Um, <laughs> and the audience score is like 89%. Really? Really? Yes. Are How we is that? the assholes? Oh my god. No, no, we're not. This movie is objectively horrible. But the thing yeah. is, with this movie, is that you guys might disagree. I think visually, like in terms of the budget, it's fabulous. Yes, There's so oh, yes. I think it looks really good. I think it 83%. looks really good. It's shot really well. Um, this, I think this movie was kind of the first Netflix original that was like movie theater level quality i'm gonna say because you had will smith who's obviously a big movie star and you had this crazy production value right Mm -hmm. um and the people attached to it were for 2017 kind of popping off it was direct well this is why this is part of why it's so bad um it was directed (laughs) by david ayer of suicide squad fame okay Um, okay right right and it was written by Max Landis, the son of John Landis, who has, mm-hmm. since uh, this movie came out, revealed to be a huge, huge POS. Uh, really? And basically, oh, um, I'm going to say he was one of the biggest casualties of Me Too. Wow. Yikes. Oh, wow. I haven't heard his, I mean, his name sounds kind of familiar, but that might be because of John Landis. Um, but yikes. That's... Yeah, so... <laughs> um, I I was looking into the sequel for this movie because it got greenlit for a sequel almost immediately, but everyone who was attached to it has basically <laughs> left. Dropped. So they're scrambling 
to like pull something out of this. Well, no, yeah, because the entire, like, the thing of this movie is they obviously meant for it to be, like, a saga because it ends on such, like, a what comes next note. Like, it's very uh, open-ended, or not not even open-ended, it's very, like, and now the next movie will answer the next part of the prophecy. You know what I mean? Like, right. so, yeah. that's, so is because of all of the backlash, is there not going to be a sequel, or is it just, like, kind of going to be in suspended animation forever? Currently, it's in suspended animation. I was looking into this. Um, It says that as of this, or 2020, uh, Netflix had entered negotiations with the director of Now You See Me, Louis Lettier. Mm, Now You See Me. Which I think he would be really good at this kind of visual style. So I'd be interested in Mm -hmm. seeing if he takes it on. Yeah. Um, one One of the most amusing things about this movie to me is that Max Landis tweeted ahead of Bright's announcement that he had written what he considered to be the next Star Wars. Oh, no! God, that's awesome! (laughs) Um, Obviously, it is not that level of quality, but in terms of building a world and a universe, I can see how if you were a steaming piece of shit with a pretentious complex, you could think this could be Star Wars. Right. Yes. Um, and this is when we're going to start to discuss things that are making Lily nervous, but I think there's no reason to be nervous because we are not the first people to touch on this <laughs> at all. Um, this movie has um, a very, very poorly done racial dynamic um, to its yeah. depiction of fantasy creatures, and it's impossible yep. to talk about this movie without talking about it because it's basically what it's about. Um, yeah. But I do think it's interesting because... Allegedly, what I have heard is that this movie had a lot of studio interference. And Max mm-hmm. Landis's original script did not have, like, the fantasy races have a real-life, like, racism component at all. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Like, the racial components and the racial dynamics of this movie were added by the studio. That's wild. Interesting. Wow. That's that, wild. Wasn't that an feels intrinsic like such, part of like, the plot? A, yeah, exactly. It's such a glaring aspect of it but the thing is i was reading that i was like you know it does make sense because it's so irrelevant to the entire second half of the movie no you're right that's true because as i said before we started recording all of my like questions about it center on the first part where we're introducing the world and then by the second half it just seems to fall by the wayside I also think there is a really big split between the first half and the second half of the movie, because in the first half of the movie, we get a lot of visual exposition in the form of graffiti, where it tries to tell us about, like, (laughs) like what current-day fantasy world Los Angeles is like with, like, (laughs) orc gangs and, like, the Dark Lord and, like, elf racism and all of that. But then they re-explain it in the second half through dialogue as if we didn't see all that stuff at the beginning. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> that's true. So I yeah. feel like the second half was probably lifted wholesale from Max Landis's original script, and mm-hmm. the big front first half was mostly rewrites. Yeah, that right. would make sense. That's so um, interesting. Yeah, yeah, it is pretty crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. There's also a lot of plot elements that don't make sense. And we were talking about this before we started recording, either because they don't come back to it or it doesn't really pay off. Yeah. And Will Smith has a wife in this who he's very close to, but they allude that he's, like, lonely or sexless somehow, which makes sense because in yeah. the original script he didn't have a wife. 
Oh. Yeah, I, but I don't know why. First of all, I know we'll get into the wife, but like, why did they feel the need to bring up that they weren't having sex? Like, I, yeah, didn't, I didn't think that was clear or a plot well, point also, at all. Like, that was one of the first times that we got like a hint to how, not a hint, but like showed that like orcs have like powers because they, I think, didn't he say something? He was like, you smell like you haven't it's slept right. and you like, I can tell that you haven't had sex and stuff like that, which <laughs> is like, crazy. also, which begs like, I mean, here's my difficulty with talking about this movie is every question I have leads to more questions because like, yes. just, and I, and I, you know what, this maybe just might be a question or a statement about whenever there's like humans in sort of mythical fantasy content whether it's like world of warcraft or anything like humans are so shitty compared to every other like mythical fantasy creature that just anytime you place humans beside like orcs or elves or fairies or whatever you're like why the fuck are we what's why what's the point humans are so boring yeah the the fantasy racism in this movie doesn't make a ton of sense to me for exactly that reason. They're very much like aping real life racial dynamics, which doesn't make a yeah. lot of sense because this movie's humans are multiracial. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, just, I have so many. Okay. I'm sorry. I just need to, I like, I don't know if you guys have the answer to this, but something I like, I kept hyper-focusing on and I keep hyper-focusing on is like, so... I don't even know how to ask this question. Like, the different, the different, you know, you have your elves, you have your um, orcs, you have your centaurs, question mark, that we'll get to. Um, but, like, th- are they supposed to be a species? Are they supposed to be a race? If they are a separate species, yeah. th- it's, not well, like, it's not like humans as a species are all the same, you know? Humans have hundreds of languages and I'm going to say this, and, and, this is problem number one for me. <laughs> Uh, this is the first problem we're going to touch on. I don't know how many we'll get to because I have many. There are many. But in terms of problem yeah. number one is they refer to all of these different fantasy creatures as races, right? Yeah. 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 Um, they say specifically that there are nine races, but we only ever really hang yeah. out with three, which are humans, elves, and orcs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And when I was watching with my brother the other night, we're like, okay, well... And he was saying, okay, well, there's white people, there's black people, there's Mexican characters that we see. And he was mm-hmm. like, so what do they call, you know, different human races if we're negotiating species with races? And he was like, have we yeah. just kind of, like, transcended beyond the need to refer to humans by different races? And I said, yeah, oh, no, they- no, no, because not, like, <laughs> ten minutes later did we find out that anti-Mexican sentiment still exists yeah. in this world and yeah, they still there, use... There is- Exactly, there is normal human racism too. Uh, yeah, they like, still use the N word. They still refer to like anti-Mexican uh, yes. like slurs. It's crazy, and so it's like okay, so we do have different human races, but what do we call that now? And also, why does yeah. this racism still exist? <laughs> yes, I don't know. And also, then it, it makes me. And I, I, I think honestly, it's fine that we're asking all these questions at the beginning because the plot is so. I don't give a fuck that, like... It's so wrapped around these questions, too. Yes. So, like, then, like, the question begs that (laughs) if you have, like... Okay, so, you know, on this Earth, we have, what, seven-plus billion people, like, humans on this Earth? So then what are the the ratios now? Are there seven billion humans plus (laughs) these other (laughs) eight species-slash-races? Or are there... Are you laughing silently (laughs) 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 Are you laughing? I coughed in my mouth. I'm so sorry. (laughs) 
against the mic. Okay, so then if there's like less than, if there's not seven, if, okay, if it continues to be that there are seven billion beings on this earth and there's less humans, why do we, there's got to be, the ratios have to be different. Why are there so many humans in Los Angeles? Where are the native orcs from? Where are the native elves from? Where are the indigenous communities? Where do they come from? Are there countries that are primarily orcs are there are there is the map of the earth different or i like i i, I think the, i think the map of the up. earth is the same because they refer to los angeles where the plot takes place they refer to russia russia they refer to mexico yeah. it sounds like yeah. the world is basically the same which would make me believe it's not larger and so it just might be yeah. <laughs> ratio so- differently yeah i guess but it's just like you can't i don't know it's so crazy to build a world and not consider or even just barely brush upon any sort of history of these entire races that you've created. Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I'm going to I'm going to draw question- uh, a couple of comparisons here if you guys will indulge me for a moment. Absolutely. Um, okay. So, <laughs> I'm going to say two of the most famous world-building franchises that we're mm-hmm. aware of are probably Star Wars, Harry Potter, or three, Lord of the Rings, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings, totally fine because it's a different universe. They're like, this is a yeah. different universe. We can make up the rules. So that's fine. Mm-hmm. We have Star Wars, which is outer space and therefore infinite. So like yes. <laughs> anyone can come from anywhere and look like anything and that's fine. Yeah. We have Harry Potter, which I think is probably the most comparable to Bright. Where it's like, okay, everything in our world is basically the same, like geographically, uh, politics-wise, it's all kind of the same. But Mm -hmm. magic lets people be hidden. Like, magic hides all of the things from normal people. And, like, the number of people in the world is the same, but, like, a a fourth of those people or whatever is witches. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And I think if you are making a movie like Bright, you have to make a choice where it's like, okay, these magical creatures came into existence in our world, like, very recently, and that's why things are mostly the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or this is a universe very much like ours, but it's not exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah, and they obviously and what they did what they like did do is they painted themselves into a corner because they they immediately uh, canceled out the idea that maybe this is a newer thing by being like this historical cornerstone of our history happened two thousand years ago when this like yeah. Dark Lord had a war, and the orcs lost the war. Um, which, which I'm gonna refer racism. to. I'm gonna refer to this as problem number two. This this idea that the reason people are racist against orcs is because orcs in the past were evil, and. But also there was one good orc who ended the war, but people still fucking hate orcs because they did something bad in the past and they deserve it somehow. And yet this is all coded as anti-black racism is the most backwards and ridiculous way of portraying like fantasy racism I could even begin to wrap my head around. Yeah, I know. And it's just like... And it's also, I I asked this of you guys a little bit last night, but, like, the biblical connotations of it and the, 
and it, and the biblical connotations of it freaked me out too, because and it also freaked me out when I opened this um, Wikipedia Bright thing and saw this this line jump out to me that says the Dark Lord, a semi mythical figure from thousands of years ago, huh? which is <laughs> which, which that my, real. Like I huh? exactly like I don't know. Is it meant to be real? Okay, because something. So the opening thing of this film is a black screen and a quote that says, "Only a, only a bright can control the power of the wand." The great this... prophecy seven fifteen. So Wait. it's biblical coded. This is the thing. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to refer to it as problem number three because it's a plot problem. But this is one of the shittiest openings to a movie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah. Um, because this great prophecy is not actually a prophecy, it's just a, it's a fact. Fact! <laughs> <laughs> like, they just lay out something that has absolutely no meaning to the audience. Yeah. Um, and that's like, just, like, don't refer to the prophecy enough during the entire film. Like, it comes yeah, up occasionally, and it's thought and of it, as something that's hugely important, but they don't they don't bring it up enough. Like, I don't... I agree. By I, the time exactly. they mention it the second and third time, I forget what it is. Well, it's just also, like, as I also asked this of you guys yesterday, like, if it's meant to be sort of the... So, I, I mean, the Great Prophecy is sort of like the Bible, it appears. And so, it, but, like... You know, religion in our world is sort of, you know, pe- some people believe in religions, people have faith, and people don't. But, like, this great prophecy, I, I, like, think is, like, factual, but also, like, not, I don't know, it confuses me. So It's like if you were to open, it's like if the Bible, you were to open the Bible, and it's like, um, mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell, Corinthians 2.15. Like, <laughs> it's also weird because Lily, you're right. It seems like a big portion of the population, at least the ones that we see in the film, like don't really fully believe in magic or like yeah. it's this mythical thing. I'm gonna say it probably is religious in that we're like, okay, probably some parts of this were true, but probably not. Yeah. But they're but all of their anti-orc sentiment comes from fully believing that this happened and was real and yeah. that the orcs are evil somehow. Yeah. Exactly. And so the, how how can those two things coexist? And also, this is one of my main questions the first time we watched it. The first time we watched it, um, me and Lily were really high, and we completely lost the second <laughs> half of the film because we were just texting each other, like, questions about the universe. And so re-watching <laughs> yeah. it the second time, I realized I hadn't even, like, fully watched the whole second part of the movie because I was so distracted yeah. about the implications of, like, elf race faking. Um, yeah. But so... <laughs> But so it's like, okay, so 2,000 years ago, which puts us roughly in the same timeline as Jesus, right? We have to imagine that most modern religions have been replaced due to the existence of magic. And yet they still live in Los Angeles, which is (laughs) the city of angels. Um, They refer to other cities named after saints there's all of this kind of, like, religious connotations, even if it's never outright stated, and it's like, okay, mm-hmm. does Christianity still exist, or has it been, like, kind of, like, absorbed into this magical, like, realism? Uh-huh. What is happening? This was one of my main questions, was, like, how does, was Jesus the Dark Lord, and did the orcs <laughs> kill him? And that's where this kind of, uh, there was a lot of questions I had about that specifically. 
Well, also last night I was, because I watched it last night, I think so did Anna, um, and, oh, yes, you said that, um, mm-hmm. and I was watching it not as high as the first time, but slightly high, and Anna said something in the group chat that rocked my shit, which is that she asked, did God create magic? And yeah. that blew my whole shit open, because, <laughs> but I guess then, but by asking that question, we are then, of course, insinuating that there is a belief in God in this world, but which then cycles back to everything you just asked, Hannah. So, right. and I... And I don't know the answer to any of it. And that's the problem. <laughs> My, like, yeah. It's also, like, this has, a, this has a big part of um, the race dynamics as well, which is that magic is known to be real in this universe, but mm-hmm. nobody's allowed to practice it because uh, it's illegal. Um, mm-hmm. But also, some races are known to be better at it than others, which kind of creates the race hierarchy. Uh, yeah. Right. Um, yeah. However... Um, Elves can almost always use it, which puts them at the top. They're like the bourgeoisie, basically. They're the leading class. Um, But they don't use magic because it's illegal. They're just richer than everyone. So I was like, okay, when did magic become illegal, first of all? Second of all, humans can't use magic at all. Like, they can't use magic worth shit. So I'm like, how are they (laughs) still above other races like like the serpent people in the orcs? (laughs) Like, like, why aren't they just the shit of the earth? Yeah, because they have the, they're, like, extremely underpowered compared to literally every other race, quote-unquote, that exists here. Also, it says in the first line, like, of the Wikipedia summary, humans coexist with other sentient races, and we're gonna, I'm sure we will talk about this because of the fairy, but, like, what, (laughs) what, where do they draw the line with these fantasy creatures? And, like, we talk about how only three races are shown, but... So there's sentient races and there's non-sentient mythical creatures. How well, is we the see line like drawn? a dragon fly by once, and I'm like, D- is we that do? what is it? There at one point there is a nighttime <laughs> shot of the LA skyline and a dragon flies across. So the a room. dragon is not one of the races; it's just a dragon. A creature? Right? How do we know that I... dragons are intelligent? <laughs> <laughs> And I just, I, I, I don't understand. Uh, Do they have any to be humanoid it? to can be considered a race? And if so, why did Will Smith Smith beat a fairy to death in the first ten minutes <laughs> of the movie when it just looks like a mini human and screams while it dies? I literally don't know. And and I like, I see. This is a thing. Is we could this entire podcast could be just asking questions about the world that they have an answer to us. And you know what? I've, all of my notes throughout the plot of this are more questions, so I guess we'll, we'll hear just... them. That's what it will be. Yeah, that's what um, it will be. Yeah, I just... Uh, the thing is, and I, I know I said this before when we were doing Twilight, I really like um, lore-heavy stories. Me too. Uh, I, I can really get into it. Like, one of my favorite uh, video game stories ever is Kingdom Hearts. I love Twin Peaks. Like, all of this stuff where you have to do extra reading, I'm really into that. Mm. But I think when you when you watch this a movie like Bright, you're like, oh, this doesn't require extra reading. This requires you to like live in the universe for 25 <laughs> years. It's like learning a foreign language. It's like you just yeah. can't understand it until you fully immersed yourself. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? I, you know what I think is really cool that in the first five minutes of this movie, they introduced the fact that across all realities, Joe Rogan still exists. <laughs> I was going to say, that is one of my first <laughs> notes, is that, like, everything is different, 
but Joe Rogan is a universal constant. <laughs> He's exactly the same. I can't believe that. He's still named Joe Rogan. He still has the same thumbnail for his stupid fucking podcast. Uh, he <laughs> still has the same setup, even. Like, they still have to use microphones in this world, even though there's magic. <laughs> okay. How, so do, we, how do we even... Yeah, go for so it. So, the first thing we know. see... This is a cop movie, which is one of the most egregious things about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so, we are introduced to our main characters, Will Smith, whose name is uh, Daryl Ward, but I'm just going to refer yeah. to him as Will Smith. Um, yeah. And his partner, the orc, Jacoby, in a flashback. Now, Nick. this movie has a very uh, Zootopian structure where Jacoby is the first uh, orc cop in the nation. And mm-hmm. like and all he wants to ever be is a cop. He's wanted it since he was little. Yeah, that's his dream. Yeah, and everyone's like, oh, you're an orc, you can't be a cop. But the thing is, in Zootopia, it makes sense as to why, like, a bunny being a cop is kind of a bad idea, because, like, they're little and (laughs) they get eaten. Um, Mm -hmm. I would think, even though, like, the society is very racist against orcs, there's nothing that doesn't keep Jacoby from being, like, the best cop ever, because he's super strong and very competent. I know, and has, like, special abilities. Well, I know, and also, like... This is a pretty obvious statement, but just the way in which, as we said, the the racial connotations of this film are so poor and so underdeveloped that a huge part of, like, like Nick uh, being an orc and him being disliked by his fellow orcs is that he's not blooded, which it means you're a part of a clan, which, you know, it, as they're trying to make a sort of parallel of is sort of like a gang, but then it's, like, so... All, are all orcs in gangs? What is the connotation of that? What like? Yeah, it's like how many? What are orc lifestyles like outside of LA? And are there any orcs in the government? Like, what's going on with like orc yeah. casual life? This was something that I missed. I didn't. I understood that they were trying to draw the parallel between clans and gangs, but I didn't. Wasn't sure. Like halfway through the movie, I had to ask my mom. I was like, <laughs> is being blooded? a choice do they file their teeth i think i just missed it can somebody yeah, answer no, for me? i i didn't understand that either i couldn't see what i couldn't tell is like if every single orc in the world is blooded like maybe it's not necessarily being a part of a gang slash clan but just like a, a thing that an orc does then maybe it's <laughs> weird that nick isn't blooded but if it's like a thing that like that la clan or clan culture does that i don't know it just the, the i think that's also the problem of being so insular and like it being just in los angeles and then expecting us to like try to apply that to the rest of this fantasy world is that that's not how things work and at one point at like mm-hmm. close to the end of the movie like one of like the the big like big boss orcs is like yeah the orc culture in miami is way better really good community <laughs> there and i'm like you're just gonna drop that and and, yes, and I was thinking about that. And too. I have to just be like, oh, I've learned something, and not think about any anymore. But it's also <laughs> like we. This is also another issue is that like we never see there isn't any like female orc representation. Like we briefly see them in yeah. clubs, but they never talk, and we don't really know about like Jacoby's family. So I'm like, okay, is blooding like 
exclusively a male work process or do women do it too what is like misogyny like in this world because it's like a very heavily male cast yes Um, and uh, i also had another broad question what was i just gonna say like oh wait did i lose it i'm sorry it'll come back to me keep going (laughs) (laughs) but i think with the teeth filing it sounds like they do they do that on purpose like they file it Mm -hmm. themselves i don't feel i don't feel like they've been forcibly filed but we know that jacoby's dad's like tusks were filed and so were his grandfathers but they weren't orc cops so have they just always been orc rejects yeah. like what is were, was this like a political kind of stand yeah. because right filing indicates to me you're like stopping something natural from happening like why wouldn't you want tusks like what what is happening here yeah is yeah. it kind of it's no, almost a like an, it's almost like an assimilation into human culture but like, yeah <laughs> why well, okay <laughs> Exactly. And like also, the, I, I got my question back. It begs the question, you said something in passing, like, are there orcs in government positions? La, la, la. Like, it, and at one point they say something in passing where they're like, yeah, there's no professional orc basketball players because they're I like... I was thinking about this too! <laughs> I was like, do, okay. Do humans not so play sports reason- anymore? Yeah. Exactly. So, like, their reasoning is because they, like, are heavy and bulky as though that would prevent you from like being good at basketball so then my question is like if it's such a huge deal for there to be an orc cop are there orcs in other positions of power like in other uh areas of the world is or is the society so poor like underdeveloped and so actively racist to orcs that like they're not allowed to hold any sort of position of power which is insane to insinuate, but it seems to be the case because we don't see any of that. Yeah, and it's also unclear as to, like, because this is such an orc, like, heavy movie, it's, like, a cop-heavy movie, I guess. We don't really know what the standard of living is, like, for children because we never see orc children. We, like, we never really leave, like, this incredibly small circular suburb of Los Angeles. And I think that just comes back to, like, our schools segregated for different fantasy creatures. They speak different languages. So it's like, we know yeah. that Jacoby took Elvish in school, but we yeah. also but we also know it's incredibly unusual for anyone except orcs to speak orcish. Because like, oh, yeah. at one point a human speaks orcish in the car and Will Smith doesn't even recognize what language he's speaking, even though he works yeah. with an orc full time. I know, yeah. that's another huge thing. And also then with like the fact that Elvish is being taught in schools, then my question was about the elves because we the only we don't see a lot of elf stuff but we do see is like them driving through like an elf area which is them being like oh beverly hills bougie la 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 but it's like how but how are these elves so rich and powerful what did they do that made them so much fancier and like higher caste than other races what they they're just gonna it's just i think the fundamental problem is (laughs) it makes me think this is my theory about bright i want to This is actually my pitch for Netflix to take me on as a bright consultant because I would love to, like, kind of fixer-upper the series. I'm actually pretty passionate about trying to fix this. Um, This makes me believe that they've said magic is illegal, but I feel like magic must have only become illegal pretty recently. Um, (laughs) And we know that uh, elves can basically all do magic, so I have to think elves are tilting things in their favor with magic until pretty recently in like the timeline of human history but then in order to kind of like tamp on that for whatever reason um they made it illegal however 
different races still have special abilities. Like orcs have a high level of scent. Um, uh-huh. Elves are like tall and they have like this kind of natural, <laughs> in- you know, a special tall, ability. They have pointy um, ears. Uh, they have kind of a natural inclination to magic in the outside world. Again, uh-huh. humans don't have shit, and yet it's humans who all are the cops. So it's like, how yeah. do humans get so much power that they're able to basically run, like, the jurisdiction branch of the government? Yeah, yeah. But it's all elves on the federal level. Like, what the fuck is happening here? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I understand so... nothing. Oh, I don't okay. understand I think my biggest question is, I don't understand if humans are, like, in the middle. If they're, like, I'm going to say, like, lower middle class, why they're the ones running the police department. It shows just another glaring oversight in how the studio and slash or Max Landis thinks the hierarchies of power work in this country. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so at the very beginning of the film, (laughs) half an hour in, um, we see a flashback of Will Smith. Uh, kind of on patrol with Jacoby, who is his orc partner. Jacoby is down the street getting burritos, um, and Will Smith is by the car. An orc comes out of uh, a convenience store across from Will Smith and just shoots him point blank for no reason. Yeah, as one does. And then runs away, and then he's down, and Jacoby... Okay, we have to decide, are we going to call him Nick or Jacoby? Um, He said... Let's just call him Nick. Uh, it's easier. All right. Nick! Nick. Yeah, we love Nick. Um, and Nick we're runs off hu- after him. But then we're going to we humanize Nick because the other characters won't. <laughs> yes, straight up. It's so awful. Um, so we find out that Nick runs after the orc who, who shot Will Smith, and he gets away. And yeah. then that's the end of the flashback, and Will Smith wakes up, and he's like on his way back to work after being out of commission for a bit, right? Yes, it's right, totally yeah. unclear how long he's been out of commission. It could have yeah, been anywhere no from a clue. week to, like, a year. Yeah. We're unsure. Um, he, so, he has a wife. He has a daughter. I don't remember the daughter's name, but she's so, there. <laughs> I believe his daughter's name is Sophia. Oh, okay, yes. And um, they yeah, come to I, pick him up and drive him to work. Yeah. I think his wife is really hot, um, but she doesn't come back again. And the wife is such a weird character to me because they project yeah. so much onto this character that, like, she never yeah. says or does. So the wife at the beginning of the movie is, like, making him coffee. She's like, I'm worried about you going back into the forest. And he's like, I'm planning on retiring, so it's fine. Um, and she asks him to kill the fairy outside. There's a fairy pest outside annoying the wife. And they get into a little argument about how he doesn't want to kill the fairy because it's a pest and it's annoying. They'll call the guy that does the bees. But the the fairy is a a humanoid shape, looks like a human but small, talks, and yet they just are like, time to kill it. And he beats it to death with like a broom. He beats it to death. Yeah, he kills it. He really kills it. And, and like it's the, uh, there's neighbors outside and they're watching him do this and they're kind of like oh you're getting rid of the fairy or whatever but then when he starts to like violently beat it with a broom they're like oh you don't have to like do that this that's kind of harsh like they're kind of disturbed by how much yeah. he kills this fairy he says fairy lives don't matter today which is a horrible he really line to says make that. Smith deliver statement yeah Carl's that's statement. crazy that was insane um, and then 
there's also a very weird interchange where he goes to talk to his daughter and her the daughter uh, intimates to him that the mom doesn't want him working with Nick because she says orcs are stupid and will get him in trouble. Okay, yes. And this was m- one of my big questions having to do with the daughter, the mother and daughter who don't come in after this scene, no, like after the scene basically again, right? Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. And so, you know, they go outside after she said, after the daughter says this and like Nick is there and Nick and the daughter have like a sweet, nice little exchange and friendly enough that obviously they know each other pretty well because she's like, we're going to grandma's house. And he's like, oh, I'll drop you off there, which, you know, insinuates that they know, like, they have a, a relationship, la, la, And yet, Yeah, and he's like, how's fourth grade going? Like, something that yes, indicates exactly. they've talked several times before. Yeah. Exactly. And yet, with the amount of closeness that they have, the, 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 the wife, but also specifically Will Smith for the rest of, for, like, most of the film, is incredibly racist to Nick, to his face. Yeah. And, like... And it makes me question, like, how long has Will Smith been just, like, how is that okay? I don't know. It's just, that's what's so weird about the way that they treat, like, It's also so weird because, like, the way that Will Smith interacts with Nick one-on-one is, like, very confrontational, pretty racist in an orc way. Um, yeah. He's always like, you're stupid, you smell, he says mean things. But then anytime yeah. anyone, including, like, his daughter or his co-workers, says something derogatory about orcs, he's always like, hey, mm-hmm. that's a very outdated way of thinking. I know! And, like, exactly! This is the thing I was, I was like, the most what are confused we spo- about are we this entire like film. It? I was like, is he supposed to be, like, less orc racist than, like, the rest? I, like, don't... I, I, I It yeah. wasn't clear to me. Because he, like, sticks up no for him, but also says horrible things constantly yeah (sighs) it's like every time nick's not in the shot will smith will be like hey you guys like orcs are people too they need they like they need us to accept them and shit but then he's always like super nice to nick's face which again i think doesn't make a lot of sense in terms of like being sympathetic to will smith's character but i also think in kind of if you did truly want to reflect real-life racial dynamics, it usually goes the other way, right? <laughs> Where it's like, yeah. you're pretty yeah. nice to the person's face, and then you say pretty derogatory things behind their back. Right. It doesn't it's make really any sense for me choice. to have it the other way around. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, and so they go to the station. Jacoby, they're, like, in the changing room at the cop place. Uh, and all. so Will Smith is in there changing clothes. Jacoby is waiting outside listening, which... Ma- implies to me that he's not allowed to go in there Uh, every implication in this film is horrible um and will smith's white friend with the mustache is saying some very orc racist things about how he wants to like kill jacoby and he doesn't want uh will smith to be associated with him anymore yeah yeah, that's the guy who went. That's when he's like, "Oh, my ancestors, two thousand years ago, killed them by like the hundreds in Russia." Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, right. we're we're just supposed to take that statement and be like chill with it. I like I don't I, that like we were talking about this right before we started recording. That's like a huge, both like incredibly uh, a problematic thing to say, but also just like then introduces this because I think that is that the first time that we like know about the 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 war in like actual terms not like in the graffiti terms in the beginning of the movie 
Yeah, he says something where he's like, once with the Dark Lord, always with the Dark Lord. Well, also, like, like how could you trace your ancestors back 2,000 years? Like, we were saying Good that's, question. like, Jesus' time. Why would he know <laughs> that? that? Like, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's like, okay, so magic exists in this world, and while I'm not denying that magic could also exist in our world, the fact that they know about it and have proved it, I'm like, is science the same? Like, do they still have DNA? And if so, do orcs have DNA? Or, like, is it, like, a magic thing? We're kind of led to believe that all of these creatures have some kind of, like, biological component where they all have, like, ancestors and, like, a common person. This was one of my questions when we were really high, where it's like... We like we have like an Adam and Eve myth, but where where do we think? And like we have oh, evolution no. for we have evolution for humans, but like where do orcs come from? What happened with centaurs? Are we ready to get into the implications of what happened with centaurs? Like what the fuck is going <laughs> no, on? Okay, with this? yeah, we might as well we might as well touch on the centaurs here right now. We see centaurs twice in this film, um, uh, both in law enforcement, um, and that's it. And we don't see them again. And we don't know anything about them. And we also see a snake woman once in this film. And we don't hear anything else about that. And this is not to say that I think in a movie like, in a fantasy movie, we have to get a, you know, in-depth backstory of every single, like, fantasy race and character. That's not yeah. what I'm saying. But you It's totally okay to have can- them there for flavor. Yes, but you simply cannot, like, introduce a hierarchical society... And then drop in, like, centaurs and expect us to be, like, okay with it. Like, I don't know. Like, we we know so much about, like, the elves and the orcs. And and I think, in my opinion, if I had just seen, like, a centaur, like, clopping on the sidewalk or whatever, I'd be like, oh. But I think since so much attention is paid to, like, Jacoby being the first orc cop and how the cops are mostly humans, then when you see a centaur cop, you're like, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. And I also think... I want to see some in the background. I want to see, like, some pedestrians or some extras. There is a street sign that alludes to, like, the existence of reptilian people at the beginning, and there's also Uh the snake woman in the club. And... I, I also think if you're going to put in um, reptilian people as, like, an aside, I would say that that is inadvisable, personally. Yeah. Uh, due yeah. to the anti-Semitic undertones. Yes. Yeah. No, yeah, I yeah, would agree with that. Agree. It, it, uh, and then, like, also we said this earlier, but, like, if there was, like, the battle of the nine races, <laughs> are humans one of those, as in, like, the human race? And then, so what are the what are the other eight? Um, what are the other, we, we, we tried to count them, but it would be like, what, humans, orcs, um, elves, centaurs? Evidently not fairies. Evidently not fairies. Um, uh, centaurs. Reptile people. Reptile people, what's that's five. The, what's, what's the other four? <laughs> <laughs> You're telling me that we don't see a single other of the four races that fought in this historical battle in Los Angeles, one of the most diverse cities in the country hmm. and it's also like okay we see a he- like several human communities we see that elves live in beverly hills where do orcs live in los angeles do they have like homes do they live in like subsidized housing or is there like an orc district that's segregated or do they live exactly in, like- that's what feels so incredibly bad about the racial connotations of this is you can't just be like there is orc racism and then and make it such like a 
undetailed, simplistic comparison because that's like more racist. That's like worse yes, than yeah. than being like than giving the details of how like do you know what I mean? Like it's 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 almost worse to be like yeah, there's there's this is an allegory for racism, but we're only going to show you like this In really shitty version of it. I think yeah. I think they they kind of shot the moon twice with this. I don't think there's any problems with well, I do think there are problems, but I don't think it is always a bad thing to do like race allegories in fantasy stories. I think there sure. is a, there is good ways to do it in like effective story structures you can create around this. Um, yeah. And I don't always think they have to be detailed down to the world building of like what are orc schools like? Like <laughs> what was the orc ratio to human no. ratio in the NFL? Like I don't need that information. But I think when orc racism is central to the plot. Mm-hmm. then you do need more information. Yes. Um, and it can't be that, like, people are mean to orcs. It has to be, like, yeah. what was his childhood like? What does it mean that this orc custom doesn't apply to him? Like, what is yes. orc life outside of Los Angeles? Because yes. in order for Jacoby to, like, kind of overcome these things, I have to know what the stakes are in the first place. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's just so unfleshed out that it makes it worse. It's fine in Zootopia because I know what the stakes are for, like, farm animals, which is that they could eat each other, right? Like, I know, (laughs) like, that is simplistic because it's a world I understand where it's like, okay, it's like anthropomorphic animals, but I do understand that in nature, animals eat each other. And, like, in the real world, I understand that there are many systems of racism that exist in our government, in our law enforcement, in our history, and, like, our current social standings that affect so many things. Mm-hmm. But with, with orcs, it's like, okay, well, for one thing, you're not alluding to any real system that racism springs out of if you're referring to, like, the losers of a war, because that's not how racism happens. And, yeah. second, and second of all, orcs are so amazing. They're, like, huge and strong and smart, and they live forever or something. Yeah. And it's like, so how are they not, how did they not overcome this somehow? Yeah, I know. Exactly. Anyway, mm. so... How are we going to get through this stupid <laughs> movie? I don't think we have to give necessarily the blow-by-blow. Blow, like we, we normally know. would. We, we can yeah. give large strokes. Yeah. And keep asking these questions that I feel like yeah. are important. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'd well, much rather, next... bl- yeah. I'd much rather focus on the world building stuff than the plot because the plot is pretty bad. Um, the yeah. plot is just like, it's impossible to follow. Yeah. Um, there's little things in the plot that I'd like to bring up because they're silly, but overall, this is just like, what's unfortunate about this movie is that the, like, the implications of it are so outlandish, the visuals mm-hmm. are so good. The talent mm-hmm. is remarkable, and the plot mm-hmm. is so fucking boring. It's like, yeah. it's just, a re- if the plot was good, I think this movie could have been different. It would have still been bad, but it would have been, like, bad in a more exciting way. Yeah. Right. Because, I mean, the basic plot is, like, one that I feel like is a trope that exists, where it's just, like, you know, they go, I mean, not exactly, this isn't one specific trope, but the overarching plot, which of course we'll, we'll get into slightly more than this, but like as an overview, it's basically like these two characters stumble upon something larger than themselves, which is like this girl, 
this elf girl with this like mythical thing called a wand that like mm-hmm. holds a lot of magic and only people who are called brights can wield them and a lot of who people are, are after yeah <laughs> usually elves and a lot of people are after the wand and so the most of the movie after that after they like meet this girl on the wand is they're running away from these evil elves and also these like human gangs that are trying to get a hold of the wand and 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 that's like it you know which is pretty good in theory because like you said it is pretty simple like it's very formulaic but the thing is we don't know until act three like what they're even planning on doing because until then the girl doesn't they don't have stakes because we don't know what's going to happen with the wand i feel like what should have happened is they should have gotten the wand and immediately the elf girl needs to be like you need to take me to this location by the end of the night because then we have like an end goal in mind we don't have the end goal until, like, 15 minutes before the movie ends. Yeah, well, they don't even know like, what's going on. No, I don't know anything's going on. So there's, like, this elf... Well, we're jumping ahead a little bit. But, like, so as a as broad strokes, they, like, get back on the job and they, like, do some cop stuff. And then they, they go to, like, go this disturbance at this safe house that's... There's this organization called the Shield of Light that the Wikipedia group calls deems an extremist group that prophesies the return of the Dark Lord. So, but then there's also separately another group called the Inferni. I couldn't tell the difference between those two. I um, think the Inferni, Inferni are the evil elves. I think Inferni yeah. is like an all elves thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't Shield of Light mostly orcs? The Shield of Light had humans in it. Yeah, but it, like the human speaks orcish. I think the so Shield is of- just like <laughs> people who believe in a thing. It's not okay. like. Yeah. Yeah. It's like. It would be but is like the Dark Lord an orc? The Dark We don't okay, they never say what the Dark Lord <laughs> is. I like, thought the what, Dark Lord like, was an elf. What the frick is going on? Yeah, I don't Who know what what he is meant to be. Um, but anyway, so they go to this safe house, which is where and then yeah, okay, they go there and there's been like crazy stuff go down. Um, like, had gone down. There's, like, this weird half-dead elf girl on the wall, right? Um, there's, like, a bunch of dead bodies. There's a bunch of dead bodies, so and bodies. they... And then they there's this little elf girl whose name is Tika, and she has a wand. And then they call for I, backup, right? And the mm-hmm. and these cops come, but then they turn against... Um, oh, the they, like, cops decide all they want, want the wand, wand right? The, the, the yeah, cops they are all like, want the wand. The cops are like, wands can grant your dreams or whatever. Like, if you okay, make that's a, what confuses but me can they so use much it? about the wand. Exactly, this that's my exact me. question. They all think that that's they what, can use the wand to have whatever they want. But yes. if a human or any kind of non-bright, and it seems like brights are pretty rare across every Very single species, yes. uh, touches the wand, they immediately blow up. So why mm-hmm. do they, what do they really think the odds are that they'll be able to wield it? Like, the, that's so crazy to me. They all seem fully confident that they can use it no problem, which makes me, and, but they all also immediately recognize it, even though wands are pretty rare. So it's like, okay, how rare yeah. is this? And what, like, what are the parameters for people knowing how to use it? Because they all recognize yeah. it and think they can use it for a certain thing. But at the same time, we're meant to believe like no one's ever seen one before and they don't know what it can do. Yeah. Um, uh. <laughs> the, I do kind of want to touch on Tika for a minute. Um, Tika, who I referred to as Billie Eilish throughout both of my viewing <laughs> experiences because she looks just like her. Um, yeah. Tika, in the original script of the film, was supposed to be a little girl. She wasn't supposed oh. to be an adult woman. Wow. That's fun. 
Um, I would have liked that. Which I think makes a lot more sense, because I was, like I said, I was watching it with my brother on Friday, and he was like, why do they still have the elf girl with them? And I think that's actually a pretty legitimate question if she's an adult. Because if she's a little girl, you're going to have the obligation to, like, keep her with you and protect her. But if she's an adult, it's like, okay, like, just cut this bitch. Like, let's keep moving. Yeah. Because she's more of a liability than anything else. No, she is. And also it's funny that you say the thing about her, like, being supposed to be a child. Because so much of, like, her doing stuff in the background is so childlike. Where there's, like, one point, and I, like wrote a note about this. There's one point where they're, like, in a bathroom, and she's sitting and, like, this is such a small thing. She's sitting and observing, like, a um, a hand dryer, like, a that you, like, press a button and dry your hands under. Like, she's never seen one before. And I'm, like, what, yeah. what is, is she, has she never been in the world? Like, I... It almost I seems understand. like she comes from a different dimension, but then it's just, like, well, okay, but yeah. where? Yeah, but yeah. at the end, she's like, I don't, like, they, they do this whole thing where she and the other elf person who will introduce are like, she's like, I can't go home. The other one's like, you have to go home. I'm like, where is home? Did we Where's establish home? that? No, not no. in the slightest. <laughs> no, not Well, all. and so my brother was like, okay, well, why didn't they just keep her a little girl? That makes a lot more sense. And as he was saying this, they were walking into the strip club full of naked women. I'm like, that's why. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I think yeah. it's just because yeah. they put her in very sexual scenarios that probably didn't test well, and so they just switched it to yeah. an adult actress, but they didn't really change any of the lines or like yeah. do any, any of her behaviors. So it's just a very yeah. weird performance, and she's a very weird character. Um, so yeah. Nick is waiting outside with Tika. He speaks a little elvish, and so she's telling him that they're in danger and he needs to protect the wand. The other cops inside are trying to convince Will Smith to kill Nick and then they can all escape and use the wand together. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick uh, and Will Smith have a confrontation outside where Will Smith's like, you let that guy go who shot me. Like, orc solidarity was more important to you than my life. Mm-hmm. And Nick reveals that he had chased down a perp, but he caught the wrong guy. He caught like an orc little kid who yeah, he like helped a teenage boy who he helped escape and so it looked like he was helping the perp escape but it was just he was showing orc solidarity to an innocent teenager basically yeah. yes um and will smith kind of gives him a moment where it's like oh does he believe him and then the other cops come out and they have said inside that they're planning on killing both will smith and nick and yeah. they're yeah. like will smith we're here it's it's time to kill yeah jacoby <laughs> he it, thinks they're just killing nick and yeah. they're going to kill both. <laughs> and so he turns around and he kills all four of them. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, the rest of the movie is is a chase. It's them on the run. Yeah. Yeah, there's like a little moment where Nick is like, ah, you killed four cops. Like, I'm going to have to handcuff you. And this was the scene where I was like, come on, Nick. Like, read the room, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Nick, yeah. You're about to get murdered. <laughs> yeah. Like, can you not put together the context clues of this one? So they start driving away with Tika in the wand. Um, they do not touch mm-hmm. the wand during this time. It's in a bag. Yeah. Um, important. Okay, ARP. yeah. And I... Yeah, go ahead. Th- th- sorry, the thing about the... And I think we talked about this briefly. And, like, maybe this is jumping the gun a little bit, but it doesn't really matter. Um, like, in the very... Close to the end of the film, they discover that Tika is a bright and she can wield the wand. Um, but... I don't understand how they didn't know that earlier because the very first time they catch her running away, she's holding the wand in her damn hand yeah. and isn't exploding. 
Like, I don't understand that was supposed yeah. to be... It. All of the things that were meant to be huge reveals in this movie were not whatsoever shocking. Yeah, that was the thing. My mom and I, when they, they revealed to us a bright, we were like, we, we didn't... We, we, I thought we knew. I thought we well, didn't know, also, yeah. Again, this is a scene that works better if Tika's a child, because later they say, like, why didn't you use the wand to protect us much earlier in the night? And she's yeah. like, and she's like, oh, I've only just started my training. But she's the same age as all the other elves who use the wand, no problem. So yes. again, that only and makes also, sense if she's a kid. And she also speaks English pretty fluently suddenly when that was a huge barrier for most of the film. And her excuse is like, I didn't trust you yet. But like, and like, sure, I get that from like a cinematic sense i guess but, but it doesn't make sense because she was yeah and she film. was talking to nick the whole time and he was translating for will smith so that doesn't make a lot yeah. of sense either yeah um so they're trying to escape important they're being chased by a couple of parties one they're being chased by the evil group of elves the inferni um who are who is led by number one hot elf uh numi rapace who i think She's is so super hot. gorgeous what's her so character's name layla layla okay yes layla Layla. yeah i was um elf. I, every time layla came on screen i perked up a little bit that was the only time i would yeah, like check back hot. in in the second half um they are also being chased by the feds and the feds are referred to as the right. magical the magical task force which made me laugh every single time because will smith would turn to these guys and be like oh so you're mtf so awesome it's so <laughs> which, awesome to me, to which me made me laugh every of, single of, time of, of, yeah exactly and i like which once again begs a larger question of like there, so there's elves in like the fbi so what are there centaurs in the fbi are there orcs in the FBI? I don't there's know. One, but there's one singular elf in the FBI, and I have to hand it to him. I don't think it's like the best makeup job in the world, but all the elves in this movie were pretty hot. I was like, I can see he how. Was, oh my god, he was fabulous. I loved this little duo that was this like fabulous gay blue haired elf. I mean, he wasn't like gay, but like he was. Gay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then this like yeah. <laughs> John Goodman look alike. He looked character. so much like John Goodman. It I drove me crazy. I thought it was John Goodman for like half yeah. the movie. I was like, he's too young. He's too young. I had to keep reminding yeah. myself. He's literally he just playing. Was. Like he's, it's the John Goodman part. You know what I mean? Um, yes. And, yeah. and honestly, these two characters served no purpose. Right? I feel like they yeah. served no actual purpose plot wise. No. They, no. they just come in at the end to kind of like tie up loose ends. But I yeah. did like them so much more than uh, Nick and Will Smith. Which yeah. I guess makes me orc racist, but I just thought they were no! more fun. <laughs> They're also being chased by, like, the local Hispanic gang, who also wants the wand, the, the leader of the gang, yes. just wants the... It was sad, though, because the only reason why he wanted the wand is because he was wheelchair-bound and he, he wanted to walk again. Um, and yeah, that was, like, sucks. his entire character thing which is problematic in its own right but they're, anyway yeah, they're there being were several chased. layers of problems with that there's one. a lot of problems with that yeah. but the, anyway they're being chased by like everyone in the world and they they flee through like a bunch of different places including like um what's the org fog teeth the fog teeth or clan teeth, yeah they call they're them. having a mosh and pit they're having a mosh pit they run into there they get through there and then they run directly from one party into another into a strip club where we see like Lots of boobs, and yeah. <laughs> like the that's that's the one scene where we see a reptile woman, and then they go and they like hide, and then 
first the 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 gang comes in the hispanic gang comes in and they're like trying to negotiate and then immediately after that the inferni come in and just kill everyone like that was a crazy scene it was so violent it was so violent and you just see like all of these strippers being killed it was horrible and bloody and it's just like it also made me question like what are we so i get i mean i guess i know the answer as far as like so the inferni are just like completely evil and that's it but like i don't really understand what their point is we find out later that they (laughs) we we also completely (laughs) skipped over that scene where the inferni come to like a hispanic family's house and kill everyone there including a newborn baby yeah it's like i don't understand and there's not really and i guess the point like the purpose of them doing all this is because the wand is layla's and it and and they're Mm -hmm. trying to get it back but like the, the the violence of it make I don't understand like what they're gonna do with the wand if she's had this wand for so long um yeah and and also we find out in passing that they killed the Illuminati so they like replaced the Illuminati yes, but like then what? it makes then it begs a far larger question of like is the is the Illuminati not just humans in this world and, and then it's like, what why Ill- in a world where magic is, like, well-known, did the Illuminati exist in the first place? Yeah. Yes! <laughs> like, if there are just lizard people who have street signs, why do the Illuminati still feel the need to, like, be in the world? Yes. <laughs> so, uh, that's, like, a huge question. Um, I don't even know where I went. So, yeah, they go and they kill everyone um, at this strip club. And then they, and then our protagonists escape. And then what was a crazy choice is that they like escape and they're hiding in this convenience store and they call more, they call like a cop friend. Um, yeah, which I guess they makes call, sense just because all of his um, friends are cops, but you know. Yeah, I don't know why they do this. Um, they call a character from the beginning of the movie, Sheriff Rodriguez. And Will yeah. Smith says something where he, it's like, he's a sheriff, he's not LAPD, so he'll listen to us. Mm-hmm. And I can't say I know enough about Los Angeles police departments to really know what the difference is. I live here and I don't even know. Yeah, I was like, so he won't rat on you because he works in a different department? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? There's like 50 dead people. This might be speaking out of my ass. Maybe sheriffs can't arrest or something like that. I feel like that might be something I've heard somewhere. Honestly, it doesn't matter. Um, Also because, like, it's not surprising also because this is a cop movie, so everyone of note is a cop. Um, Yeah. And then another really violent scene happens or where there's where the inferni track them here a car drives through a window right there's some lots more fighting this is honestly it's getting to the part of the movie here where i'm kind of starting to check out yeah i think it was at this point in the movie during our first watch together where i was like okay this is boring and so i was just texting lily about what i thought was like the number one search on fantasy porn hub um i want to kill you (laughs) and But because of this, I think it was this scene where I checked out. The next scene is pretty important plot-wise, and I had, like, absolutely no memory of it. It's incredibly important. Arguably the most important scene in the movie is this next scene. I was watching it, and I was literally like, they could have fully added this scene since the last time I watched it. Wait, so are we talking about the church scene? Yeah. Okay, my question is... Like, when everything that, we'll talk about what happens, but when everything that happens in the church scene happens, they say it was, like, a prophecy. Did we know about that prophecy? Like, the way they react to Nick afterwards is, like, a part of the prophecy. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Do we know about this beforehand? They refer to it very early in the film when uh, Jacoby and Will Smith arrest 
the guy from the Shield of Light, and he's talking to Nick in Orcish, and he says, you and your friend are in the Great Prophecy. Right, right, so right. So is it, is, it's the same prophecy, it's just, like, another facet of it? I, yeah, I think it's all the same thing. I, I think guess. it's, like... Well, because, yeah, the opening the thing in the movie is from the Great Prophecy. So then, I just can't tell, is the prophecy, like, like just, like, a page long, or is it, like, the Bible? I don't know. Um, it, it, <laughs> Because and, and also then it begs the question, circling all the way back to, like, if this is biblical, well, I guess we have to tell what happens in this scene first. But I'm like, yes. is Nick Jesus? I think Nick is Jesus, which makes the fact that Will Smith is the bright even weirder. Yeah. yeah. Okay, um, so what happens in this yeah. scene? Do you want to try to explain it? <laughs> Go for it, Lily. Okay, so they so they're captured by the Fog Teeth clan, the orcs, and the leader um, who wants the wand. And the the leader like gives this whole speech, classic about how Nick isn't like blooded and he's not a real orc. Also, something I'm seeing in this Wikipedia thing. So, by the Wikipedia's definition, blooded is an orcish status only achievable by an act of great bravery, which is surprising to me because I thought that just being blooded was just everyone. So, like, if you have to yeah. do something huge to become blooded, why was it? Why was it so horrible that Nick wasn't blooded for so long when it must take a lot to become blooded? I don't know. Um, anyway, so <laughs> they, like, are there. They're captured. La, 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 they're not going to give the wand. I don't think they have the wand, maybe. I don't know. Some, I don't remember where the wand is at this point. Um, and then the leader orders his son to kill um, Nick as, like, maybe as his act of bravery, maybe to become blooded. And yeah. the son can't. The son can't kill him because, huge plot twist, that's the kid that Nick let go when he was chasing someone down. And that was, like, a big reveal. And what was actually a surprising moment is how, like, chill about it the boss was. Just kind of let him go. He was kind of chill about it, but not chill enough because that is his son. Yeah, because he killed him immediately. (laughs) Yeah. So he's like, like, all right, Mikey, I understand. Get out of here. And then he still shoots Jacoby. And I was like, wait, that man just saved your son's life and you're going to shoot him no problem? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then he does shoot him. Exactly. And so, like, he kills him. And then, for some reason, I don't remember why there was a huge pit in the middle of the room, but, like, he falls down into this massive pit. And then as he's doing that, Tika reveals that she has a wand. And I guess this is the moment that she reveals she's a bright, even though we thought she was earlier. And fucking resurrects Nick from the dead. Which then makes me question, how powerful is the wand? How powerful is magic? How can you ban magic in this world when it's that powerful? Can, yeah, like what if it's like, like what about she's too, what about like, illness? Could anybody do that, or could just Tika do that? Yeah, also Why, training like, to use the wand. So yeah, exactly. Who who's wh- able? Exactly. Who is able? Shouldn't like healers use wands, and then there's they cure cancer. Like shouldn't like what, <laughs> you can't introduce something as limitlessly powerful as magic in a very mundane world like this because then what makes me question it makes me question things like what do you do about illness what do you do about the stock market what do you do about (laughs) like human war like all of these and i guess the answer is they banned it but like how can you ban something so powerful anyway that's that's another wormhole i could go down but basically they bring nick back to life and like the shaman who's there is like this is a part of the prophecy and they all kneel to, to nick as orc jesus and they all go free but that's um, the craziest part, is they all kneel to Nick instead of yeah. Tika, who just raised him from the grave. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't uh, understand it. 
yeah, Nick did nothing. He just he just died and came back. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I they guess because the prophecy probably says something about, like, it is specifically an orc who dies and then comes back. And so I guess, sure. Um, yeah. And then this is saying, like, he's the orc king now. And I was like, <laughs> did you think something that I didn't? Like, I was like, wait, what? He's the orc king of heaven is what he is. And I, I like, I don't understand. And also then what happens after, it's like, this is what happens, and I feel like in a lot of poorly written things, is, like, something huge happens, and then they have to take, like, ten minutes to sit down and explain all the loose ends that they had. You know and what I mean? Like, like, no, the... I do understand. Yeah, like, Tika sits yeah. down with them outside. She suddenly speaks English, and she's starting really to explain well. to Will Smith what just happened. And yes. this is when we start to hear about, like, the wand passing that happens in this movie, where... The wand is important because the Inferni believe if they use three wands together, they can bring back the Dark Lord. The wand oh, that I fully Tika... missed that part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, Tika was a member of the Inferni, but she left the group and went to the Shield of Light instead, which really sure. confused me because I thought the Shield of Light and the Inferni both wanted the Dark Lord to come back, but it turns yeah. out they're like opposing organizations. Yeah. Um, she was hiding with them. Layla, uh, Numira Pace, the owner of the first wand, just gave her wand to an assassin to kill Tika, but Tika mm-hmm. bested her in a duel or whatever and escaped with the <laughs> wand. Yeah, And it's like, and, okay. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I was just going to say, and something that I don't understand t- still to this day is that, well, I guess, I don't know. Like, now that Tika has used the wand, she's now dying and I'm like, is this yeah. because is it because of the power of the magic she did, or is it just because she used the wand? Like, if she was better trained, would she not have become so weak? I don't know. Um, and it's like, was a, she really that tight with Nick that she felt the need to die for him at this point in the film? I guess. <laughs> and um, my other question is, why did Layla give her wand? to assassinate Tiko instead of just doing it herself because she tries yes, to do it herself later. another very good question. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, another very good question. So Tika is dying, like Lily said, because she used the wand and it overexerted her. So she's like, okay, you need to take me back to the Shield of Light headquarters. There's a pool there, and if you put me in, I <laughs> won't die. It's so, introducing a magical healing elf pool <laughs> 20 minutes out from the end is just... Okay. The greatest Deus Ex Machina. Yeah, after Will Smith has been shot multiple times and Nick has literally died. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I decided to check out the second time, too, so I didn't understand literally until now and you just said it. (laughs) I didn't get that this was, like, a healing pool. I kept asking my mom why there was a pool, so I guess she didn't pick it up either (laughs) because she couldn't answer the questions (laughs) to me. She was just like, Tika rolled into the pool. I was like, at the end, I was like, where did Tika go? And she was like, I don't know, she rolled into the pool. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, because they, 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 they she, right. she just, well, also doesn't make sense because she keeps I don't think they as, ever say the, in fairness, we could be wrong because I don't think they ever even say that the pool will heal her. She just says, there's a pool. <laughs> well, exactly. That's they, what I was going to ask is like, is it supposed yeah. to heal her or take her home, quote unquote, unquote? Either. Yes, but where is home? Where is the elf dimension? Also, are they like special elves or will it just transport her to Beverly Hills where the rest of them live? <laughs> Elf dimension they, is Beverly Hills. Couldn't they just drive her back to Beverly Hills? Yeah. <laughs> they weren't that far out. Um 
Oh, an important plot device in this that I also thought was pretty sloppy was that they couldn't really go that far because the wand is, like, oh. leashed to its owner, so it yeah. can't go out of, like, a certain radius. Yeah. But that makes me believe that Layla was pretty close the whole time because she gave her wand to somebody else to assassinate Tika. Yeah, I don't really understand that. Which this makes me think, again, mechanic. that they literally were just in Beverly Hills. <laughs> like, the world of this movie is so small. Yeah, and also, like, as someone who lives in Los Angeles, some of, some of the, like, area looks like East L.A., which isn't, like, like that f- close to Beverly Hills. So I'm like, how how much of L.A. can you be in? I don't know. That's more logistic-based. But I – so, like, but then, of course, then the answer – of course they, they, like, go to the pool, but they are ambushed by the Inferni again. Um, and then uh, they – There's a very happens? – Oh, there! I have to say it. Um, there's a very, very homoerotic interchange between Layla and Tika <laughs> during this time. Am I crazy for saying this? It's like a three-minute-long yes, sequence. I, oh my god! I think you said this <laughs> when we were watching it the first time, and then me and Anna had to be like, "They're sisters." They're sisters. <laughs> but that's the thing is. I was watching it, well, I know that now, but I was watching it again this time, and I was like, I'm not crazy. They have, like, this insane, like, nose-rubbing sequence underwater where they're, like, caressing each other's faces, and, like, Layla's like, you need to come home, beloved, or whatever, and then after, like, all of this has happened, she's like, what did you do to my sister? And I'm like, once again, what was the reason? (laughs) I don't understand. What did they do to her sister? She disappeared. Um, That's what happens, yeah. right? They they like so they go there and then Will Smith holds her in the water and and then like Layla shows up and attacks Nick and then a bunch of fighting happens, I guess. And then finally as another twist, which I feel like I expected coming from a mile away is that like the wand spins somewhere and Will Smith goes to pick it up and Layla's like, don't do that. You will explode. <laughs> and then, and then Will Smith kind of goes, well, looks into the camera. And then he's like, well, well, we're in a prophecy, right? Picks up the wand. He can touch it. He's a bright. Well, here's the uh, thing too, with this scene is he thinks because he's a human and all the other humans in the movie who have picked up the wand have exploded that if he picks up the wand now, it will kill everyone in the room. Which Oh, right, yes. Which doesn't make sense because, yes, earlier in the movie, there have been several points where a human touched the wand and they exploded. But every single time, the explosion does not kill anybody else there. Like, every single time, Will Smith and Nick yeah, have been in striking distance and been totally fine. Yeah, so, because yeah. at one point, someone touches the wand and explodes and turns into ash, and then they, like taste him or like they say some weird line about how like where did the guy go and they're like i think we're tasting him which is gross oh yeah Um. but yeah ultimately it's fine because will smith is a bright which there's been absolutely no kind of foreshadowing or lead-in for other than the fact that we keep getting told they're in a prophecy will smith could not be more of like a surface level character in this movie um yeah and he is pretty good in it i think will smith is good in everything honestly yeah Um, i think so too but they don't really mm-hmm. spend any time developing the character, which makes sense because the more interesting character is Jacoby. Nick. Right? Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, if he is the bright, you need to kind of indicate to me in some way. He's worthy. That he <laughs> is interesting like that. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. And also it kind of doesn't make sense to me that, like, 
orc Jesus wouldn't also be the bright. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't, it doesn't, nothing in this movie makes sense. Stop. Yeah. So basically, like, he picks up the wand, and then Tika's like, say this word. And then he's like, okay, and then destroys, and then he says the word and destroys Layla, and then the building sets on fire. Tika disappears, and then they try, and then, like, Ward gets out of the building and then realizes that, I mean, no, uh, Nick gets out of the building, realizes that Will Smith's still stuck in there on the, and the building on fire, runs in, saves him. Um, and then they're, like, on the ground, like, after surviving, and then all, like, the Orc clan shows up and, like... For some reason. And, like, gives a sign to, like, Nick, who's, like, choking on fumes from the smoke, from the fire, uh, like, shows that he's blooded, um, which is a huge win for the community. Um, (laughs) And and then they wake up in the hospital? Yes. (laughs) Yes. So the MTF, the Magical Task Force, the feds, take the wand and just, like, they have it now. We don't really get closure on what happens with the wand because they were obviously prepping that for the sequel yeah. um nick and will smith wake up in the hospital and the feds are there and they're like tell us what happened and nick gives us like a really long recap of the film which is unnecessary and then will smith mm-hmm. is like yeah we just uh were responding to a call there were dead officers on the scene nothing weird happened there was no magic and yeah. the sexy elf fed is like, thanks. And he leaves. Yeah, yeah. so they're covering this up their tracks. The end of the movie after that whole action sequence went on for way longer so than long. it needed to. But yeah, the there's thing like is, a whole award ceremony, too. Yeah, and also, if they want to cover up the fact that there was magic in downtown LA, I'm going to say there were approximately like a thousand witnesses. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Will, Smith, Will Smith and Nick were not the only people they needed to kind of like pay off about this. Yeah, I know. Uh, I and then of course in like the open ended sort of way, anticipating a sequel, they like went, they get honors for their brave stance against evil or whatever, which felt very um, Star Wars, honestly. Um, yeah, they were getting medals. They were getting medals, uh, and then they like see Tika in the crowd, which was weird to me because I thought because like I mean I guess that's the point is like we thought she disappeared but she didn't, but. Yeah, they Again, see Tika she just and... teleported back to the hills. <laughs> like, she just drove yeah. down. So, um, and then the movie ends. <laughs> yeah, then the movie's over. We get, like, a shot of a fairy, and then it's like, see you next time, and then we haven't heard shit since. <sighs> so, I... Uh, I would like to refer really quickly to a few, um, stand, like, small questions that I had over the course of this movie. Um... That don't have anything to do with the plot, but about the world um, mm-hmm. that I didn't get to touch on. One is there's a part in the beginning of the movie where they they they're driving to work, and then Nick puts on music, and it's like screamo metal music, and Will Smith is like, <laughs> it, it, why would you play orc music? And I'm, and 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 then he's like, this is actually a beautiful love song, and I'm like, <laughs> is screamo music orc music or is there orc music? And then there's screamo music. And then, how are they different? Um, I would I would have liked you, if they had just invented a new type of music for that scene. Yeah. Me too. That would have cool. <laughs> um, honestly, yeah. I asked about why the elves are so rich, uh, and I don't know. I 
uh, I don't know, I like if orcs don't play pro basketball because they're like too bulky to play pro basketball, do they play pro football? That, yeah, they said I that. Bet they, they did say that? Okay, cool. So yeah. then like if orcs play football, are they respected in the football community? <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> um, Which, again, would, would make me ask, like, do orcs go to college where they are then streamlined yeah. into the NFL? Or, like, e- is it just yeah. kind of, like, getting picked up by agents? Like, what what is, is their the- education system like? Exactly. So, and the Dark Lord, is he is he a historical figure? Like, is he, like, George Washington? Or is he, like, God? But the thing is, like, I feel like he is more like Jesus because the term semi-mythical makes me think, like, okay, there probably was proof that someone along this description existed, but, like, the details are actually kind of shrouded. So then, okay, how many wands are there in the world? If they care so much about this one wand, there's got to be only, like, 12 wands in the world. At one point, they played a Bastille song. Did you guys catch that? I liked that. That was when uh, Will Smith was <laughs> shooting all the cops. I kind of liked it. Yeah. Um, um, this movie kind of ripped off Sisters Graham a little bit. Did you guys ever read Sisters Graham, like, in middle school? No, no I didn't. They had a, and there was nine books, and in the third book, the main character uh, finds out that she has a propensity for magic, but mm-hmm. in the in this universe, magic is, like, addictive, and it kind of, mm-hmm. like, hardwires your brain to make you want to use it more instead of, like, facing problems that you should be, like, trying to fix on your own, and I was Very like, classic. oh, that would have been kind of cool if that had been why they made magic illegal, but it's not clear yeah. at all why magic is no. illegal. <laughs> Yeah, they didn't clarify that at all. Um, oh my god, I have a massive question that we talked about when we watched it for the first time. They, oh no. at one point, reference Shrek. <laughs> the movie Shrek. Which then <laughs> begs the question, wh- wh- why would they make the movie Shrek I remember thinking, and I think I said this to you guys, I'm like, Shrek in this universe must be like Song of the South in ours, where it's like the most racist piece of media ever produced. (laughs) Yes, it must be incredibly fucked up and... And, I, and the way in which it was used is that Will Smith basically used it as, like, an insult, like a slur against an orc. And I'm like, oh, my God, what, why they should not have referenced Shrek? Because that rocked my shit a little too hard. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so this movie tires me out, but also revs me up in, in no other, in uh, an intangible way. I, yeah, yeah I think there's just so much with this movie where I'm like, I need to know more, even though, like, every new piece of information I get is so upsetting. Yes. Um, I did, like, some of my notes that we didn't end up touching on uh, was there's an implication that Y2K was important in this universe, which is a little (laughs) funny. Um, (laughs) They reference, during the cop briefing, they reference, like, there's a full moon tonight, so I want to make sure that everyone has, like, a patrol buddy and that we're in by this time. And I was like, okay, so is this, like, for werewolves? Oh, my werewolves. God. Are werewolves the one of race? the races? And Please. would werewolves be considered a different race than humans, which I think could be problematic in this world? Oh, my God. Um, they didn't even want to huh? touch on that one. 
there's a very bizarre scene where they're still at the police station and the police are bullying Jacoby by putting a kick me sign on his back, which I think yeah. is mm-hmm. the most ridiculous shit in the world and is embarrassing for whosever idea yeah. that was on the team. <laughs> um, I, I also thought it was interesting. The first time we watched this movie, we didn't watch it with subtitles. And I did watch it with subtitles the second time. And every time Tika talks in Elvish, it is translated in the Netflix subtitles, but it doesn't yeah. do that if you're not watching it with captions really? on Really? Is that true? Yeah. Is that true? Because I think I watched it with subtitles both times then. Wait. Huh? That's, that's insane. Yeah, yeah. I watched it with subtitles both times, I believe. So. Yeah. Well, that's really weird. Um... Okay. That why why? Um why I, do that? I wrote down uh this is when I started to get a little more drunk as I was watching this. So, mustaches are morality tell in this universe. If you don't have a mustache, <laughs> you are more evil than people with mustaches. Um Honestly, Will and the Orc should kiss even if it would be a race crime. Oh my um, god. God. <laughs> Fake John Goodman and the elf are romantically involved. That's true. Um, <laughs> what is the religion of orcs if they congregate in a church but also discover Jesus there? Yes, that is a huge question. If, like, I why mean, do churches not exist? To this, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, is, there, yeah. is there, is there, oh like, you know, is there Catholicism? Is there Judaism? Is there, is there every single religion in the world plus? the religion that believes in the Dark Lord, or is it, yeah, we're not going to get into this again, but, like, why are they in a church? <laughs> and it's also, like, what what is the general, fi- we get so much information about how much everyone hates orcs, like, everyone, including humans and elves and, like, all of this shit, but it's, like, mm-hmm. do humans not have anything more than, like, a grudging, like, dislike for elves? Because I feel like in this world, it kind of seems like elves would be oppressors to other races. Yeah. Like, no, the number yeah, one. No, that's was confusing. But it, it kind of seemed... It's very bizarre because it's like, all elves are rich, they're all celebrities, they're all well-dressed, they have the ability to use magic and they're more in touch with nature, but humans don't seem to regard elves differently than we regard, like, um, like rich people, I guess. Right. Where yeah. it's like, oh, they're li- they're out, out of touch with our reality, but we're all kind of cut from the same cloth. Where I actually feel like humans would be very uh, dismissive of and not into the structure where elves are on top, but that's never discussed. No, yeah. of course not. I know that's what that's the whole problem of this is that there's you can't. That's the thing is like in order to make commentary on hierarchy on race on class on anything like that you have you can't it you can't give it no nuance like there has to be nuance or else it's it's even worse well they just straight up shouldn't have like we touched on this in the beginning but they just straight up shouldn't have made it based in a world which we already know because then we automatically have to take all of the knowledge we have of our own world and compare it and ask how it applies yes I just think it's so funny because it's like, uh, I'm going to compare it to Lord of the Rings again because that's obviously what it wants to be, even though it references Mm -hmm. Star Wars. I think in Lord of the Rings, it makes sense, and I'm not saying we should emulate this in our real lives, but I think in terms of like a fantasy setting, it makes sense that everyone has like a little place to be. 
depending on what race mm-hmm. you are. Like, the elves have Rivendell, the hobbits have the Shire, the humans have Gondor, and it's like, they all kind of have a home base. Um, and they can all intermingle, but we kind of know where they go home to, right? Sure. We know sure. where they, like, congregate and, like, what their deal is. Mm-hmm. And we also know that they're all kind of, like, autonomous in their own areas. So there's, yeah. like, hobbit leaders, there's human leaders, there's elf leaders. They're all, like, little countries. Mm-hmm. But in Bright, it's like, okay, the world is the same, but the populations are different, which already yeah. is a problem. But then it's also like, okay... So we don't have, do we have human leaders or are it, or is it all elves in the government? Because it's all humans in law enforcement, at least in this little pocket of Los Angeles. Right. But that makes me feel like the humans are just grunts because we see that the FBI has more elf involvement. But then I'm like, okay, so are, <laughs> are the elves kind of like what we understand the rich class to be where it's like, they are so wealthy, they are so out of touch with the needs of the common people that, like, they can't even begin to understand human problems. Are they, like, I, the al- alloy from H.G. Uh, Wells' The Time Traveler? Nice. Um, <laughs> and, and then it's like, okay, but that can't be right either because they're shown to be, like, strong and hyper-intelligent. Um, I'm not going to go too long on this tangent, but I think what I'm what I'm trying to get at is... We're watching this movie, and everything is different, but human standing in the society is basically the same. Yeah. And when we watch it, it, when we see that in The Lord of the Rings, it kind of makes sense because everything is structured in a way that we understand, where there's, like, government Mm -hmm. officials in different countries and diplomatic meetups, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if everyone is existing in the same society, and there are power structures that represent, like, what we know to be, like, racial hierarchies of power... Then mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, then we need to understand that in this world, humans would not function in the same way and perhaps would be unrecognizable to how we understand them in our world. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it just, it would not, it would not exist in the same way, which is what Anna, I think what all of us have said in some capacity, which is that you can't just drag and drop fantasy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> into such a nuanced and developed society as our own. Or else you will have literally one million questions that you just yeah. can't answer. Yeah. And like... As evidenced here. Again, comparing it to other franchises, I'll stop after a while, but this is ultimately what I wanted <laughs> to do with this. So, like, okay, we compared it to, <laughs> to Lord of the Rings, which I think is the uh-huh. most apt comparison. Uh, again, Star Wars is fine because you have all of these planets with different rules, which we can kind of compare in our brains to different countries, but they all understand mm-hmm. each other's customs and they can like translate the languages and that's fine because again, it's similar to the diplomatic process as we know it. Sure. In Harry Potter, again, what I think is the most similar to this one, it's okay because humans are still the strongest physically and like spiritual race where it's like, yeah. o- where it's like, okay, we do have creatures like unicorns and like elves and fairies and all this stuff, but ultimately humans, like magically it enhanced works around humans, the established are still the yeah. most powerful. Like we could still yeah. corral all of these other things if we wanted to. Yeah. Right. 
once there are like mythical beings in this world that are more powerful than us in every way, and there's roughly as many of them as there are of us, we're done. <laughs> like, yeah, it's I over. mean exactly. And so it's like you, you can't have whole humans so be the boring ones. Yeah. yeah. And it's ah. ridiculous to me that even so, Will Smith was the bright, even though there is nothing special about him. In <laughs> he's any Will way. Smith. He's just Will Smith, he's, like the person Will Hannah, Smith. Hannah, he's Will Smith. That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> I love Will Smith. I actually think, like, I, he does always commit to the performances. He does oh, a he good has job in this. incredible charisma. He's always yeah, so good. Yeah. Even when he's bad. I love, this is why I would love to, I was talking about this with Jimmy yesterday. My brother's name is Jimmy, by the way. Um, <laughs> he, I'd love to see Gemini Man, because I hear it's terrible. And I just want to know. Oh, is it the one where there's, like, he's uh, hunting himself? Yes. Yes. Yeah. There's a younger him. I've There's heard, like a fresh prince him. I've heard yeah. it's so bad. And just but the way that Will Smith, that is the right word, commits to every single role that he's it's in, true. like it's the best one he's ever played. It's commendable. Love to see it. Yeah. Yes. Will Smith gets I, points for this movie. Yes. I think what I like about Will Smith is he's kind of the anti Cole Sprouse where he's so like <laughs> He's he's so talented and yet no project is beneath him. Like he always yeah. gives it a hundred and ten percent. Yes. Yeah. Um, I <laughs> it was very fun to watch this movie for a second time. Honestly, I hope yeah. it gets a sequel because I want to see. Well, no, what, that's yeah. I kind of want to exactly. see what transformations this kind of project might have with a different director and a different screenwriter. I want to yeah, know what I the agree. other races are. I do too. We should t- we we should do like a tweet storm at the writer until he responds, even though he, we hate him. <laughs> Honestly, um, I'm gonna start tweeting at Netflix that we should be the, the writers. <laughs> of we should the do next it. Bright movie. Well, the thing about this movie, one, I want a sequel because yes, but two, I honestly, just for the sheer experience of watching it, I don't think I would change a thing about this movie because what makes it <laughs> so like incredible is how bad it is because it inspires so much fun conversation i do think there would be a way to theoretically fix it and and you know answer all of these questions that we've asked over the course of this episode and and make it doable but that's not what i want from it (laughs) at this point because it's so fun to question everything about it yes and i think what's kind of fun for me in this world of the hypothetical sequel where it's like the problems of this world are so entrenched in the plot that you can't just like write them away because it's everything about no. it. So yeah. whoever yeah. new came on would have to contend with these problems. And yes. I kind of want to see that struggle play out. What a challenge. I think it would be great. Um, I hope that it does get a sequel. I hope that, um, I hope that the next time they do something fun with it, where we see more of, like, the technology of this world, or, like, we see more mm-hmm. of the world, period, because we only saw, like, that yeah. grungy Los Angeles suburb. Yeah, exactly. I'd love to see the rest of the the world as we know it and how it is. How's New York? What's I was New just York? about yeah. to say, I want Will Smith and Nick to go to New York in the next one, where it's, like, Home Alone 2. I want them to see a Broadway show, and I want... <laughs> And I want there to be like elves and orcs in it. I want. I want. There's it gonna all. be like sirens. Yes. yes. Can you imagine if <laughs> yeah. mermaids was one of the races? Maybe. That would rock. That would be I cool. want there to kind of be like a mini series set in the world of Bright, where it kind of contends yes. with all of these smaller issues. Like it totally ignores the prophecy, and then it's like, you know, um, like kind of a broad city kind of format, <laughs> where it's like, like 
two girls going to see a Broadway play in New York and humans are playing elves with prosthetic ears. They have to figure out if it's like race baiting <laughs> oh, or not. No. <laughs> like kind of just like smaller microaggressions playing yeah. out. Yeah. That's yeah. what I want. Wow. Well, well, we barely scratched honestly, the surface of everything we I've, possibly texted yeah. each other for the first time we watched yes. this. But I think and we I touched on everything. Yeah. Um, I did want to <laughs> say, I do think the one last thing I wanted to compare it to was actually um, Bridgerton, because that's been popping oh. off in kind of a similar way, but much more successfully, I would say. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Bridgerton. Um, I loved Bridgerton. Uh, I thought it was very fun, but I think it mm-hmm. encounters the same problem that this does, where it's trying to do like an alternate history thing with like racial mm-hmm. components, and it does it very sure. badly. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Well, I I think like uh, you said this to me at some point in passing, Hannah, when you were touching on it about just like the also another incredibly large problem in Bright is that when like as we said, human racism does still exist. And I think like there was something that I noticed in the watch when like some guy says something to Will Smith um, about how like may- maybe it was when he was like beating down the ferry or whatever, but he was like, that's what you cops do. And it's <laughs> like that is, that is a, 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 a racist thing that happens in, in this human world. And then to, and then to reference it, pull it into this world but not really like aptly address it it makes such a weird like thing that like as though it doesn't really i don't know i don't know what i'm saying but it doesn't really exist anymore yeah Yeah. it kind of uh smooths off the edges of everything that kind of does matter in our world like the the fairy lives don't matter today in reference at the very beginning where it's like Oh, I, I see what you were trying to do, where it's like you're trying to bring in these elements of like real world injustice and have it flavor your fantasy world. Mm-hmm. But it's not like these phrases or these ideas just kind of spring out of a well of like injustice or unfairness mm-hmm. or whatever. It's kind of like, this is such a bad example, but it's like when they would play zombie on Glee to represent like Kurt being homophobically attacked or whatever. <laughs> And it's like, and it's like, okay, yes, these are two bad things that happened, right? Like, obviously, uh, comparing struggles is not always regressive, but Mm -hmm. slapping the language and the structures that we use to address one problem to have it characterize Mm -hmm. a different problem is not helpful. Yeah. Like having Will Smith be like, fairy lives don't matter today in a movie about fantasy racism um, is crazy. Is crazy, and it, it's very, um, I, you know, I, obviously it's, like, disrespectful and problematic, but it also kind of hints at a larger problem where it's, like, everyone just thinks that buzzwords can mean anything. You know, it's kind yeah. of the commodification of slogans and phrases. Mm-hmm. Yes. Where it's, 100%. like, oh, yeah, where it's, like, everything is a reference to something else. We have to tie all of these things together because it's, like, one universal struggle. And mm-hmm. it's not. <laughs> like, um, no, it's not. Those aren't comparable. You can't compare, you know, just disparate struggles, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's no reason to not address those things. Like, I don't think there is a version of this movie where that would have been a good line to put in it. 
But I do mm-hmm. think there's versions of this movie where it could have done a good job, you know, maybe addressing, um, like, police brutality or, like, intercommunity yes. racism with fantasy allegories. Yes, absolutely. And I think they're, like, you would think that maybe they would do that considering, you know, Will Smith is a black cop and considering that, like, th- that is, I don't, they didn't touch on that whatsoever. I think that's the most egregious like part of the movie oversight. is that they never reference Will Smith's actual blackness. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, yes, absolutely. Because they have the Mexican sheriff, Rodriguez, and he references that, like, he experiences um, anti-Mexican racism as a cop. Yeah. Um, We have the orcs who experience orc racism that's coded very similarly to, like, real-life anti-black racism. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, okay, racism exists for humans. Racism exists for, like, all of these fantasy races. We know that there's all of this baggage that exists in regards to, like, social hierarchies. And yet, and there's, like, the apex of anti-black creature racism and, like, regular race I'm going to say human race racism, and that Mm -hmm. never touches Will Smith in the slightest, even though he is our main character and he is a black cop, which is so insane. Yes. And I think, I assume that's probably one of the biggest things people called out. um, I have to think, honestly, this, this is speculation. I don't know this for sure, but I honestly think what probably happened was that originally Max Landis wrote this and he envisioned uh, Ward as a white cop, but because they used so much mm. like anti-black imagery, they were like, we should have yeah. a black star for this, but there's nothing written that. in yeah, to indicate that it's a black role, right? Does yeah. that, I think yeah. that makes sense. That makes sense. I would completely believe that. So, but I do think it's like one of the most glaring parts of the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's time, incredibly glaring. Yeah, it's like every time something unfortunate or orc racist happens to Jacoby, and he's like, "You don't know what it's like." Will Smith. Will Smith's like, "Oh yeah," and then there's no payoff. Yeah. The, exactly. Yeah, it's so like it's it's a huge like gap. That's the weirdest part Man. of the movie overall. Um, I do want to say though positives. Um, I do like. Uh, all of the visuals, like I said, I think the makeup in this movie is incredible. Yeah. All of the orcs yeah. look so really good. good. Um, yeah. I think the one scene that really always sticks out to me is when they first go into the apartment building with the fairy assassin who's like half in the wall. Uh-huh. Why do they do that? That though? scene looks so cool. What, yeah, it was very, the visuals are great. They like, it's, it's a shame they weren't really lo- used to their full potential, but when they are used, yeah, great visuals. <laughs> Yeah. 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 I think um I think in terms of all of the exterior shots where we see like different fantasy creatures walking around, that's all really cool. Mm-hmm. Um like I said, I think the performances are good. I think what kills me about this movie is every time I watch it, I wanna like it so bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I really want it to be good and I really want to enjoy it. Like I wish this movie existed and then there was an alternative good version of it. Right. Me too. Yeah. (laughs) So maybe someday there will be like a bright ridge and we'll get to see like what it could have been. We'll do a new episode. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that's everything anyone could ever want us to possibly say about the movie Bright. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. I think we reached it. (laughs) Um. I don't know when the next time we'll be able to film a new, or film, record a new episode, but we will definitely keep we'll watching bad movies in the meantime. Yeah. We love a bad movie. Faith in us. 
We did recently watch uh, Disney's Descendants, but I don't know if I want to do a Disney's Descendants episode because I, know, I love really it so much. I know, it's really hard to do. It's a good it's movie. A, it's a good movie. It's, and also, it's like a Disney, it's hard to do like an actual kids movie, I feel like. I feel bad doing kids movies because I don't want to clown on them because they're not for me, you know? No, yeah. yeah. It's a perfectly fine kids movie. Yeah, it is. Maybe we could always talk about it with a caveat that we believe that it is not a bad movie. We just like That's it. That's true. And we like to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Good Time Movie Podcast. Good Time Movie Podcast, episode one. <laughs> Descendants. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that wraps it up on Bright for now. We'll definitely reference it again. Um, mm-hmm. If you would like to support this podcast, there is a link in the description wherever you are listening. Uh, if you can want to follow us on social media, our Twitter handle is Bad Time Club, and our Instagram handle is Bad Time Movie Club. Uh, I am Hannah. I'm Anna. And I am Lily. And this has been our episode on Bright. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.